would do? Didn't you tell the people it's coming back in 2019? <clears throat> What's your calendar say? It's 2019. Okay, couch talk, man. Together, together. <laughs> All right, let's get this thing started. <laughs> what up, what up, what up, what up, what it do? You and I tune the couch talk. We got the only Sasha J. It's your boy Sean Q. And today we have the host of the couch. Um, we yes, have a, a life coach, Mr. Damian Harmon. What's up? Did I say it right? Yeah. I messed up people's names a lot, so I apologize. You got it right, Sean. I appreciate okay. that. And Jacqueline Kirk. Yes. All right. How are you doing today, man? I'm good, thank you. I Miss see you toned it down for me. Yeah. Thank you. Miss accepted the request two days before the, uh, the show started. Oh, well, yeah. we got a lot there. Oh, I didn't even sit down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, I don't think it's about relationship. I think it's about personality. Mm. And um, people, like oh, oh yeah, it mm. is. And people, if you know anything about, you know, anxiety or people that have to be timely, there's some some kind of anxiety there about being precise or being scheduled. Mm. Right. And I like schedules. I like to know what's going to happen. I don't uh, necessarily like things out of order because mm. it throws off, in my mind, what my whole schedule is. Okay. And adjusting I can do. But I just prefer to be timely. Oh, that would not be me. I'm late for everything. And I mean, so, I don't want to give a time if I'm not going to be on time. The running joke in my family, I'll be late for my own goddamn funeral. Excuse my language. Okay. Okay. That's all I got. And I'll have mine planned out 10 <laughs> Wow. Wow. Yeah, this, so, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I said, just put me in a box. I'm good. I want to be turned into a tree, to be honest. You know they have like the burial pod, oh, where they yeah. can bury you, turn you into a yeah. tree, and you like you sure. grow. I really my family visit something that's living, and you know something they can still right. take care of and nurture. Um, that's my burial stuff, just a tombstone. Okay. My grandma actually agreed to it. She said I'll do it too. That's interesting. Yeah, that's I'm quite a that's bit more good. focused on my own service than I am what oh happens to my body afterwards. Really? Are you serious? Yeah, I had to write my obituary in grad school, and I have it in my room, and yeah. um, I think it holds me accountable. And it holds me accountable. Goals. Oh yeah, for goals I, for them. Well, no, no, no. Goals through life. Yeah, an obituary is what's read about yeah, you, right? At your funeral or memorial. That. Well, it holds you accountable because it's what you want people to remember about you. Right, but I thought your family's supposed to remember whatever it is. Well, it's like, well, well it's kind of like you're doing like a like a self reflection type thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what what it is that you like about yeah. yourself, and you kind of portray that, or you live in that thing or that person. That you're actually writing about. I thought the obituary is supposed to be a reflection of what people thought about you, period. No. Not yourself. That's kind of like, that's weird. It's no, like, basically. Okay. It's like a moment of self indulgence. Like, I'm going to make sure that they know this, this, and this, and nothing else. But I think the people who know you best should write what, what they thought about you versus well, you writing your own well, name. That's weird. I understand yeah. that statement too, but the funeral is for the people who are left behind now. And that's the problem. That's why I want to be turned to a tree. Because the funeral is <laughs> right. for the living. Like, yeah, nah, this is, is my life. Like, right. I'm cool. Like, I don't, I don't really need that. But what she's saying with the obituary, basically, she set goals in her life. So when it's read about her, she said, I did this, I did this, I did this right. in grad school. 
So it's basically, you know how we setting goals this year like crazy. That's true. So I can understand that that's a life goal that she said, right. like, when I'm gone, this is going to be complete. Right. My, my okay, obituary. So published. No, it's a vision board, honey. Yeah. It's a vision board. Yeah, that's so that's how I look at it, right? So in my obituary, I said over 12 years ago, um, what was it? About, about 11 years ago, I said um, people remember Jackie this way. They remember that she was humorous, even though things were difficult. They remembered that is me. That is what people know about me now. I just want to be consistent throughout my life. I like that about me. So that's what I wrote down. Too far for me. I can't keep up. So, so you want to be consistent throughout your life? Well, I want to have growth, so I want to consistently grow. So before you try to catch me up with that, good point. You better make a point. I I got something to ask about that. Okay, so with the continually with continually growing with yourself, did joining the couch do that for you? Because I understand it was him that started the couch, and you came in on the fold. And well, did you start it without me? That's what or did you yeah. conceptualize? That's it? what the website says. I don't know. Holy shit! Uh, so the website says I'm the creator. He so well, he, the, the he conceptualized yeah. it was okay. his idea, so yeah. that is fair. I just yeah. want to use the right. Words because he wasn't going without me. We started no, together. No. Okay. Started yeah, I wasn't you, by myself. You know what I mean. Well, yeah. yeah. The first okay. episode we were together. Right. Okay, so that's that's right. same without. A little different. Same okay. without. I had a show. Um, then okay. she came and did the show with me, mm-hmm. and then after the show, we really talked. Like, yo, we clicked. We had a good vibe on right. camera. What do you think about doing the show together? Okay. So that's that's how our conception. Oh, well, we had our vibe in real life because we yes. worked together. But Damien, right. I'll let you tell why you invited me to do. Like I really thought about the show maybe like a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um just because I'm just a huge advocate for mental health, so I thought what a better way to put it out there than on social media weekly, make it like a therapy session. So when I was thinking about it, I was like, I really can't do it by myself. And the only reason why I said that was because my personality sometimes, if you can't tell already. Like, I'm really laid back, chill. And I was like, and I'm a Libra, so I like to have balance. So I'm the laid back one. I was like, who is, like, hyper energy? Jesus, that was the first you know, word you thought um, of. Lively, bubbly type of person that's a female that's that, I, that I'm pretty cool with. So I thought about a few people, and then really the second person that I asked was Jack. The first one was a guy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah too like masculine I want that balance so she was a colleague I, I love the way she talked she was already already high energy like eight o'clock in the morning just you know she's ready just to go. ready to go so <laughs> I'm like who is it who is this woman and we worked together for a while before I actually started talking to her and then once mm-hmm. we started talking it was like yo like I got this idea I think you'll do well with it and then boom we made it happen okay good job Damien that sounds excellent <laughs> Did, did that tickle your fancy? Was that, was that I mean, that was the right thing to say, but Amy knows what to say to get me going. But I mean, I, the way I perceived it, I perceived it, you know, somewhat the same way. When you know yourself well enough at a certain mm-hmm. age, in yeah. the 30s, you should know yourself well enough. Right. And so I knew when he asked me why he asked me. I mean, we had fun together. We laughed. In the brief encounters we had, every time it was always a positive ending right. to the encounter. Right. And so if we could talk about work briefly and end it on a laugh when it's stressful and other things like that. When he asked me, what did I say? Yeah, I said, yeah, right away. I didn't have to think about it. No. I didn't ask him the platform of the show. No. I was like, when are we doing this? When are we starting? Nothing about it. Nothing to do. I got to sleep now. So, oh, um, yeah, see. That's all. 
but speak, speaking of the word, let's talk about what you actually do. Because I, I know I keep saying therapy and therapist. Um, I know that's not what you're saying as far as your, your actual job title. Yeah. So what, what, what would I call you if I'm looking you up in a therapist, licensed professional counselor? He's a licensed professional counselor yeah. um, and also a life coach. What are you? I'm a licensed professional counselor. When I can when I when I get what I need to get where I'm trying to go and that's enough, that's just enough. I don't need to be an LPC and then a life coach yeah. and then get other certifications. Yeah. Now I have friends with multiple certifications on top mm -hmm. of being licensed therapists, that is good for them. I right. applaud them, I'm gonna cheer them on. But when I'm done, I'm done. Mm -hmm. When I was done with grad school, my mom's like, What about your PhD? And I'm like, nah. I'm done. The masters, I'm done. No, so, but, I, you know, but I'm glad for you. I told you what, that. What, what's crazy is, like, people look at it, like, once I've got my masters, it was like, okay, cool, this dude from Orangeburg, you know, really small town, don't really do a whole lot out there. So, so when I actually got my license, and then years passed, and I was like, okay, well, what's next? I thought the, the next was going to get my PhD. So, enrolled in school, I'm like halfway into my PhD program. I was like, like really, what's the point for me? No. 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 And that's no. a misconception. It, 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 it's, I mean, it's, it's just a couple of letters at the end of the name. It, it doesn't vilify. Also, a high degree don't, make, don't mean more money. It can also box you in. Yeah. It can also box in you in, and that's why I didn't field, go yeah. for it. I didn't go for it. You t then you're too qualified to do certain things. Yeah. If you want more of a laid back approach, right? Yeah. Like we were talking about what we do now. Right. That's interesting. I always thought the my wrestling coach, he left me high and dry. I'm talking to you about that too, <laughs> You know, just to go pursue pursue a higher degree. Um it doesn't mean just to go pursue a higher degree of education. Um and I always thought to get it for more money, you know, you know, provide for his family and stuff. And now it's just saying that you This is really for for the knowledge and for the prestige that comes along with That's it, right. but for for me, I don't really need. It. <laughs> I don't really need it in that in you that particular fashion. Self -taught. Self -taught yeah. take you no. to um, higher levels in uh, education. Sometimes I'm just uh, saying. I have a different yeah. opinion. She just said it will box well, you in. Well, it, it can box it can box you in, but I have your motive depending on your motive. Okay. Right. So mm -hmm. when I was getting my masters, you know, I was already at a point where I didn't want to go to more school. I felt forced. My mom yeah. was like, "Look, you can't come home on the drive back from my bachelor ceremony to mm -hmm. Chicago from Greensboro." My mom's like, what are you going to do now? I'm like, yo, I just got my bachelor's. I don't want to be. Don't push me. I mean, all that. Right. My mom's like, you got to work or right. go to school. I didn't even know where I wanted to apply. My girlfriend told me, hey, I applied to this school, this master's program. I didn't have to take a GRE. Hey, I didn't want to take another test. Fine. I'll apply. I applied. I got in. I started grad school two months later. I was flying by the seat of my oh, pants wow. just knowing that I wanted more, but yeah. not really conceptualizing what I wanted, yeah. right? So once I got my master's degree... I realized I have to have a license to come behind this in order for, to mean anything in mental health. Right. I always knew I wanted to do mental health. Mm -hmm. Now, without the license, it's nothing, right? It's yeah. almost like you're just above minimum wage, right? So you've got, I'm yeah. just saying. So once you know what you're really trying to achieve, that's where I believe you should start looking at your education. What kind of education? That's, our kids are not doing that, right? right? They're not looking at high school and then going to college on they're not all doing that, okay? And I can see why, because mm -hmm. technology has put it to the point where they don't have to. 
where kids are becoming millionaires all off social media. Right. So like that whole college putting myself in debt, going backwards just mm -hmm. to get forwards, and by the time I'm 65, I'm finally ahead of life. Like these kids these days are, are right. blowing straight past that. I can respect it, but it's, it's also a fear because you're putting all your, your eggs in one basket of trying to make it here, and you're not getting that background right. in education just to fall back on. I think it can turn out that way, and depending on your personality type and who you are and what you want for yourself, it can turn out different. Um, yeah, I have the grad school debt, like a lot of my friends that are still paying off or whatnot. However, my life is so is coming so full circle right now for me following my passion, which I've always been taught to do, but never seen the fruition of that, right. never seen the proof of it, what happens when you do do that. Right. But now I see what happens when we do do it. And so I'm very happy with my life right now, even with the debt. Even with so, yeah, even with the death. I mean, it's not for everybody. I'm gonna I'm I hate to, you know, kind of put that barrier on education like no, don't do it. I'm not telling right. you not to, but right. it's not for everybody. If it's not for you, do not put yourself in debt. You know, it's kind of a sad story to be there in this world that we live in today. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Trump is our president, you know. Uh, yeah. Anyways, past all that. You guys work in mental health, right? Mm -hmm. So with that being said, do you find yourself trying to like cancel your counsel your friends or anything like that? Do you find yourself in a place where you you kind of have to Ooh. take on the strength of <laughs> like other people? It. Yeah, I have to. Like, I want to ask questions. It. <laughs> Wait a minute. I think. Wait, can you have her define cancel first? It can mean a lot of different. I mean, cut it off completely. No, 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 no. That's no. my answer. No, he said counsel. 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 I thought you said cancel. I'm sorry. I'm like, well, I don't just put out my life. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay, I'm just, hey, I'm you know what I'm saying? Sad. Like, I don't want to miss things. So, so nah, like, I think that kind of propelled me into the field, really, because um, I, I guess I just had that that type of personality where you just feel safe, mm -hmm. you know, to, to be yourself and to kind of speak your truth, yeah. whatever that is, and me provide that feedback with criticism, no judgment, none of that. We can still be cool, and I, and I know all your business, and it's all good with me. Because everybody yeah, has... Keep your secret, everybody <laughs> has something. You know what I'm saying? So so over time, it, that just was just a part of me. So it's like, hey, like, it works in this particular field too, so hey, I'm good. Well, I don't seek to counsel my friends. I seek to always be a good friend, so I never think of it like that. But I do have certain friends. You know, you got your core group. As we talked yeah. on our show, the Fab yeah. Five, at least. Yeah. Uh, keep it to a Fab Five. Right. And so I've got my Fab Five group of friends who do call me when they're in extremely distressful situations. And even though I deal with my own, they know I'm going to have a non-biased response. Right. Because it is based on my training as a therapist. But yeah. I am not conducting therapy. I am right. giving them the ins and outs of both sides and right. telling them to do what's best for them. And to stop seeking someone's approval. I'm just right. like, yo, if it feels good, do it until it doesn't. And right. then you don't do it. Right. So, okay, that, that works cool for a friendship. More so in a relationship status when I have to be with you all day, every day, come yeah. home to you. Why you, you have find to be yourself, all day, every day? I mean, we're in a relationship, not all day, every day. We gotta work. We gotta work. Okay, we gotta work. But when you're in a situation where love is involved, do you use your self skills? Well, my skills never go away, and for somebody to tell you in any area of their mm -hmm. life, you know, your wife's car break down and you got mechanical skills, you can get mm -hmm. your ass out there Good and you point. can work on her car. So I think there's it's that still with the stigma of mental health and, and the negative stigma. Mm -hmm. I use everything I have. We use it in our conversations. Yeah. If I'm having a bad day and I'm like, look, I'm not people proof right now. That's my thing. Yeah. And that lets him know off bat I've had a rough time, and then oh, he. Yeah. 
yeah, I say I'm not people proof. I can't be talking right now. And so Damien will, he won't try to push me, but he'll say, are you sure you don't want to talk about it? Right. Now that is therapist training right there, the listening, okay? And then if he has feedback and he'll say, okay, well, this is what I believe, but it's not advice giving. It's yeah. just, this is what I gather from what you say. It sounds like you're upset because of this. Mm -hmm. And so that's where our training comes into play. But in my relationships, the only thing that I use that I think is very necessary is my communication skills. Mm. Listening, that, reflection, and communication. Yeah. And, and, being, and for me, I think it's communication, definitely, but also in becoming a therapist, well, prior to, I wasn't really like outgoing as far as and open with my feelings and yeah. vulnerable mm -hmm. with my feelings. So going through this process and being in this profession, you often have that opportunity. And sometimes you have to do that in order to develop that relationship. So is that it person. an outlet for you? Is it like an escape? Because that can be considered like a drug. Is therapy for me hey, an huh? escape? You mean giving therapy? Give yeah, me. because he says he, he's not really open in his personal life. No, so, no, what know, I was saying, prior, oh, prior to, right. it, it has prior to becoming his communication a, yeah. capabilities. Okay. Right. So, so it's prior to being a therapist. And still, uh, mm -hmm. the question is still the same. Like, you doing therapy for other people could be euphoric for you, um, in a sense, because you're what, you weren't that open with people when you right. were growing up. Right, right. It, it provides me sometimes an outlet for self-disclosure. Provides me an opportunity to kind of connect with that person on that emotional level because just in general I'm an empath so I kind of feel mm -hmm. and, and want to you know what I'm saying be in your shoes how would I feel if that happened to me same like, but that's why I set myself apart and I'm yeah. I'm an angry I was I was an angry child so I, I had to resort to combat sports and shit mm -hmm. so I boxed to release my anger and shit right. that's why I asked the question because yeah. I was correlating it with my my own personal trauma uh -huh. growing but yeah. I, I did have a lot of temper tantrums and running around and shit right. so. I started the box just to release that anger. So yeah. we had the same thing. That's interesting. I was more of a, I wasn't as expressive, but I was considered emotional. You know, in life things like, she's so emotional, just leave her alone. She's dramatic, all that. No, there's a problem I with that. that. There's a problem with that, though, okay? <laughs> because then you create insecurities in children, and then they feel like yeah. they can't express themselves. Yeah. And I'm not going to start naming people because to their understanding they were doing the best they could to rear me mm -hmm. and I loved all my family and everybody who was right. around me helping me in those ways mm -hmm. but it was damning to me as a kid and damaging in some ways mm -hmm. I started thinking I don't want to be called dramatic I don't want to be called emotional so now I'm going to keep it all to myself and so cool. you got to be careful just like we were talking yeah. in our show about oh you know we're telling the black kids hey that family stuff is family stuff you don't talk about this outside the house we it's the same type that. of muting you, yeah. I felt like I was muted in many situations. Right. Just sit there and be quiet and don't express this and stop crying. I mean, when you're telling kids all the time how to curb their emotions, all we're understanding is don't do it. Yeah. Well, that just goes from a, a deeper-rooted problem, which is the fact that when you're growing, your parents and whoever is around you are growing, too. They don't right. know any better, just like you don't know any Absolutely. better. And I think that's the problem with us. We always had hold the adults to a higher standard when they're literally at the same level as we are. We're just going with them, going with the flow. Whatever they teach us, they teach us. And it's our job as we grow older to right. kind of erase some of the oh stuff they taught or erase some of the stuff they said and kind of go back and say, hey, this is what I want to do. Right. So despite the fact they called you dramatic and all this other stuff, it's your job as an adult to say, I'm going to cry. I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be upset. I'm going to raise hell. And if you don't like it, get the fuck The on. difference now is that when my friends say it, I say, oh, okay. 
I'll be that, but I'm shining in my own light where right. I am. So that, that doesn't take away, you know, at this age. How important is mental health to you and what's explaining it to you? All right, I did a podcast okay. last week. But basically the point is they asked a question similar to the one you asked, but not the same. And I'm just going to give the answer that I gave them, which is we need to understand that everybody has mental health. Everybody has it. On your good days, you have good mental health. On your rough days, your mental health is struggling a little bit. Okay? There's something tampering with your mental health. If we would start to adopt this as a universal uh, language and, and thought of how to think of mental health, period, we yeah. wouldn't have to ask these type of questions how important it is. Right. It's important because it's part of you and your life and everyone around exactly. you. So I think it's important to be in tune with the people around you, know them well enough to want to tap into it, right, to ask them how their mental health is today. That Really, we do say that, but we say, how are you? I mean, you're really saying, how's your mental health? Just okay, like, so if we look at it like that, we yeah. all have mental yeah. health issues. Just if like you, when you're having some issues with your vagina or with your penis, you go to the doctor, right? <laughs> so if you're if you're not feeling well that day in, in right. the head and the mind, why not go? And you know that emoji with the hand snap. <laughs> <laughs> you know how that shit. I didn't know it this time. I didn't know it this time. I just terminology. Okay, okay. so thank you. To each his own. Yeah, that's the general concept. So, yeah, that everyone has thing. it. Yeah, that, she's backing up my book. Oh, God. Which, <laughs> okay. What's the next quote? Can we move on? Yeah, sure. You finish your thought? No, I'm done. Okay. okay. Which, Do you think that in our families, us disregarding mental health, is it really um, an issue? Like, does it damage our upbringing? Does it damage who we are when we become whole or become our adult selves? Like, disregarding who we are mentally while we're growing up. So a lot of families do it, like especially in the black family. It's a real thing. I it's just crazy. Um, I don't right. I don't think it's um the word damage is so heavy. Oh. It's I won't use the word damage, but it heavily taints. Mm -hmm. Uh you know, I mean it, I'm being real. It it heavily taints uh the potential, <laughs> right? I want to use damage though before you say I that. don't want to use damage. I want to use damage because it's so I don't, no no disrespect to our queen, but we have a lot of multi-father house homes, pretty much. Like she got a bunch of baby daddies. Um, that's damaging because not knowing your lineage, not knowing where you come from, sometimes is basically the same thing that the whites did to us when they erased our history from us when they came. They damaged us as a people. And growing up in that same environment, not knowing, hey, my daddy was right there. This is his people. This is why his hair is this way. This is why he has this anger. Not knowing that about yourself can be damaging in the long run because you can be reacting why you're doing it. Okay, well let me back up my statement okay. because I have my own idea behind saying that I don't want to say damage. Damage all, almost most more often than not carries such a connotation that's so heavy that it makes people think it can't be fixed mm -hmm. or you can't come back from it. I'm a very strong believer and I'm very strongly affected by some things that happen just like I said with feeling like I was muted a lot of the times in any environment whether that's school, home, wherever Personally, that's just my perception, which I right. own, and you own yours, right? Like with anything. Right. But I believe that when we become a certain age and you start developing your own thought process, you need to start being responsible and accountable yeah. for how you live your life as an adult yeah. and not blaming your 12-year-old self for what you're doing at 48 years old to defy the law and the boundaries right. of society. Mm -hmm. So that's that's all I mean by that. But in the in the respect of your general question, I believe that 
what we teach our kids in the home as far as, hey, what happens here stays here, or you need to stop crying, or you need to, all that affects who you become as an adult because those are principles you've adopted because of what you've been taught. How often have you met someone or started dating a girl or a dude, and they're just like, oh, that's just the way I grew up. Okay, I got you. When are you going to stop? Like yeah. saying that, but when are you gonna start owning? Habit, though, if you are creatures yeah, of habit, yeah, but you can stop the habit. What you do on the and that leads to the to the main. Yeah, reason, you can make changes. The sex addiction. If you're a creature of habit, if you grew up having sex all the time with multiple women, when you get older, you want to think that's just what you're supposed to do, regardless of what society thinks. If you grew up picking your nose all the time, you're gonna think, hey, I should pick my nose because that's what I want to do, not what society thinks. It's a disgusting thing to do, but it's still something that you do because it's a habit. I believe in individuals' power of mind to control what they do. I bit my nails for 20-something years. Mm -hmm. When I got to a point where I said, I don't like the way my nails look, I stopped biting them. But you still like how sex feels. Wait, what are we talking I'm just saying, we're we talking about addiction. Yeah, I was you, talking about Yeah, because you, addiction. you didn't like how your nails looked because It was a stopped. compulsion. Well, it was a... See, the thing that I'd like to start... So if you're going to go from, you know, mental health and childhood... See, we just segued into uh, sex addiction and yeah. I wasn't prepared. So, okay, so if you get into any kind of addiction, it's about the compulsion. It doesn't matter yes. what word you put in front of it, okay? Yes. Food addiction, you know, yes. um, okay? You know what I'm talking about? Yes. And so then sex addiction, you just... All you do is substitute words. So the focus, to me, in my mind, isn't necessarily about sex when you're talking about sex addiction. Right. It's a compulsion. It's something right. that you've got to constantly have. Mm -hmm. So and it's that, not just about... You understand what I'm saying? The, the, the thing is, like, we, we characterize sex addiction. It, it's really not a diagnosis for it. It's for mental right. health and, and what we utilize. No, it's, not. It, it's not a diagnosis. Okay. It's, it's a characterization of a particular behavior. Which is an addiction. You understand what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Like so, so, so addiction in, in, in itself, it could be sex, it could be right. gambling, it could be, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. you watching porn. It, all of those things are kind of just an addiction and it's something beneath that. that that's that kind of like... That's true. driving the right. behaviors and, and we believe that can change. I bring that up because, you know, you say it's a, it's a compulsive, it's, it's an addiction, but so... So is an, an opioid is an addiction mm -hmm. now. Um, I mean, opioid crisis is there's addiction based. They're treating it as a mental health issue when it's like you're just addicted to a drug. Mm -hmm. You say it, it's like cigarettes. It's a habit. It's a compulsive thing. Mm -hmm. I can I need something in my mouth. But it's instead of sending, instead yeah. of sending those people to prison or jail, they're right. treating them with mental health. Right. So are these people that are committing all these? All these mental health—I mean, all these sex, sexual abuse crimes—are they crazy? Are they mentally damaged, or are they just nasty people? Sorry, are they just nasty people? Like, <laughs> you know, are they, and they come it's out. It's okay. Like, like if you're out. talking about, let's say, like that was like, like R. Kelly. Like R. Kelly. question. Like R. Kelly. So, 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 it, so it, it truly just depends on how that addiction is developed. Okay. R. Kelly—he was traumatized as a child. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He was sexually abusing. Most times, often than not, those people, you're either going to be either hypersexual, yeah, or you experience some type of trauma, or just the total opposite. or the total opposite where you just become a shell. Okay. And, you know. So, in that case, do you think that R. Kelly is okay with how he's, you know, living his life right now? When I say that, I'm not talking about the girls. Of mm -hmm. course, we're not talking about that. But. Is he okay to stay out of jail? Is he okay to not be oh, charged? to be a member of society? To be a member of society because he is mentally ill. You just said that. He's, he's mentally ill. I said that too, so don't don't look at me like I'm trying to get you to say something. No. I said he's mentally ill, and his parents and family covered it up by saying he's a great singer. Let's let, let's let him go make money. No, but you gave this mentally ill person 
the segue to make tons of money and also have um, the ability to, to interact with all these different young ladies because right. that was his choice. He didn't choose men, he chose women. Right. Totally fine. But the, the fact of the matter is that his family covered it up. They let it be okay. He's fine. He's normal. He's not. He's mentally ill, right? Do you agree with me when I say that? Mentally ill. I think it's good That's, that we both have an issue with that. I have an yeah. issue with that for some reason. I wouldn't say he's mentally ill. I see there's some serious damn problems. There's some serious problems. <laughs> but let me give my response and then you give yeah. yours, okay? Uh -huh. I have. I just have in my mind mm -hmm. the idea of how I want to answer that. Okay. When anybody brings up what he's doing and what do you think about this mental health-wise, I tend to say the same thing. Look, just because I'm licensed and I see some things on Lifetime and I know some things that we both know from my personal experience. Right. Okay, because I went to Kenwood Academy High School. He was outside yeah. my damn school soliciting girls. So I got my own thoughts about that. However, I am not equipped enough with my knowledge. Like, I'm not assessing him clinically. Mm -hmm. I don't have enough background knowledge, honestly. And basing what I see off Lifetime, that's not enough for me to feel confident as a, as a clinician to be speaking out, especially now since right. we've got, like, our little public platform. I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. No, that's I don't right. like to speak... Um, arrogantly or ignorantly. Okay. Right. I want to know right. more things before I just start labeling. Yes. Is there a serious Absolutely. problem? Yes. Are more younger girls probably at risk with him being out of jail? Yeah. yeah. At risk to be manipulated and whatever right. else. Right. Now, you emotional abuse and, and, and that kind of pulling is one thing, and physical is another, but all of it is some form of what? Domestic abuse. Mm -hmm. Like, whether you were saying fear of leaving, whatever. Mm -hmm. I haven't sat down with these people. I don't know exactly mm -hmm. what's happening. I would just say it's a major issue for me. If you put it on a scale, lean more towards criminal or mentally ill? What are we gonna do? I would say criminal. You would say criminal? Yeah. yeah. Even I, I, I would say criminal even because, you he because was, he was abused but, as a child. Yeah, but that doesn't so make that, him mentally that, ill that, now. That, that doesn't give you it's evidence. But that well, that that goes to say if you that, were that, that diagnosis, if, if, you would take that into consideration. I would say it's more of a legal issue. Yeah, I think you know, when, it, when it becomes repetitive, you already know, you, you understand but when morality we, wise. Wait, just let, just, this is it, the final. So go ahead, finish. Because this is, they need to hear it. Yes. Go ahead. I think just, it's. Just from an ethical standpoint, just knowing right and wrong, and you know what I'm saying? That that part of his brain isn't gone. I agree with that. I agree with that part. You know what I'm saying? Wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. So, okay, so to, to say it's it, it'll be a mental issue, nah. And so what solidified that for me? was that little video clip where he was recently, right, where somebody caught him, yeah, somebody yeah. caught him on camera, not with a girl, he was with his team, and he was like, they didn't get me quick enough, they should have been on this years ago, all that, that's on YouTube, so listen, no, I fully support what you are saying, and to me, that just put the nail in the damn coffin, okay, there you go, that's all we needed, that doesn't mean he's mentally ill, even though people want to sit on their, on their own little personal Facebook couches, and not be licensed <laughs> to talk about, he's so ill, he bipolar, he crazy. Right, like, no, right. crazy doesn't know the difference between Jeffrey right Dunham. and wrong. I'm just saying, that's Jeffrey what Dunham. I say more. That's his name? Yeah, yeah. Jeff Jeffrey Dunham. Dunham. Mentally yeah. ill or criminal? Imagine murdering him. You, I mean, you, you can see, I, mean, I can see both. Your heads off. <laughs> I, I can see both, I mean, but. Yeah, that's, that, right. that's why that, I'm that's, the repetitive, that's, the repetitive that, means of it. That, that's know, a whole lot of. That's way of, more. Uh, you have yeah, to. Yeah, that's like. 
Well, they weren't underage, so I would say they were damn near underage. They were them underage, and you didn't let them move into the house. They were under 18, 18 that's years still, old. That's still young. Well, then that's a legal issue. When you define uh, right or wrong, a preference and an orientation, and that's what they're really trying to do with, with this agenda, really. Uh, when you think about it, just like they had homosexuality in the DSM. Have you read my notes? No. Right. No. 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 Right. 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 Yeah, 1987 is when they took so, it out. Just okay. like they took so, narcissistic disorder out. Okay. So now they're trying to get to the point. They're, they're trying to get narcissism is not a disorder. pedophilia in it to make it a mental oh, health and that's issue. What's scary. We just talked about this. You know what I'm saying? Well, so I'm so, sorry, so they're, they're trying to take the, the legality part out of it. If you mess with this little kid, you go to jail. So now the people that are on the forefront in regards to pedophilia, the people that just promote and advocate for it, they're trying to advocate it to become an actual diagnosis mm -hmm. so they don't have to face legal issues. Because they're making laws off feelings. And that's what I told Sasha Nakar. That's yeah. what I feel like the LGBTQ and the trans community has done with a lot of the moves that they've made. They're making laws off feelings. And it's scary because now they're putting this pedophilia thing to the point right. where I feel that I should be able to mm -hmm. have sex with children. Or I right. feel that I, I'm... I broke it down. Like I broke it down in a sense. I said that... May, People, so the guys who feel like they're women, they're allowed to go to the women's bathroom, or the uh, the ladies who feel like they're men, they're allowed to go to the men's bathroom. And he introduced the Hello. fact that North Carolina was so against that. They yeah, they were not they shut that. Down. But the um, so they then they introduced the the law that was you know gave them the option right. to go in either bathroom, but also gave the option to pedophiles to introduce themselves into different restrooms and also be. Have the little children vulnerable and available in the restroom, right? Uh, so Sean was like, they created that law based off of feeling people feeling like they're this or they're that, but they're actually. It's funny. Uh, I don't give a damn what the law is. My son, when me and him go out alone, we he go is not going to the no. male bathroom. We go I to don't the bathroom. Send him he's ten years old. You are a girl I'll today. Never do it. <laughs> you with mama. <laughs> I don't know what's happening in there, and I will not relinquish him to society's. Yeah. Um, judgment oh, yeah. about what they yeah. want to do and what they don't we, want to do and I'm not around. Just to throw that out that we just went to Marvel Universe uh, Live, the premiere night on Friday oh, and oh, you the paid boys for tickets, huh? oh, yeah. I was against it. I was against it. Okay. You watch it on fire. They weren't that bad. Didn't see some hate. I paid thirty seven dollars. Just a okay. little shout out to him. Thirty seven dollars per person. It was three of us, one hundred forty four dollars. No, good for bad. you. But we went, we had a great time. Um but when it was time to go to the restroom, when it was time to go to the restroom, they were like Okay, we're going to a men's restroom. Absolutely I not. said, first of all, you never go to the goddamn men's restroom when you're with me anyway. What are you talking about? No, you're not. You're going ahead with me. And once again, I have six-year-olds, but they look like they're 10. They're pretty tall. That's you okay. know? Mm -hmm. And we walk in there, and the girl's just looking at them. They're like, Mommy, why are we in here? Because I'm in here. So we all in here together. Yeah, right. And I don't care about what they're talking about or what they're looking right. at. I stand they on it. With me. We all go in this bathroom together. Have a good time. Use the body. Come in, come out. Don't touch shit. Let's wash your hands. As Let's long go. as I feel you too small to grab somebody by their throat right. and they try to grab you, mm. then you going with me. Right. So you 10, 15, you going with me. Yeah. <laughs> well, mine's kind of big, so they'll be big enough to hey, grab up. I be shoving my son past the little girls. I'm like, go on, baby, go on. <laughs> and then, I don't know what y'all looking at. Ain't my problem. <laughs> <laughs> before, before we get too, too much, we always about to wrap this thing up. I want them to be able to uh, find you guys. So mm -hmm. where can they find all your handles and everything? Everything in Cal 704. Um, on Facebook, Cal 704, Instagram, yeah, check them out. <laughs> Cal 704, 704, Cal 704.com. What's your personal Instagram? 
So the website is www.thecouch704.com. Yes. And we're on YouTube. Just type in The Couch 704. Yes. But you can also get to our YouTube channel through the website. Through the website. Everything is mm -hmm. through the website. And you can find us both on Psychology Today. Yes. So he'll be Damien Harmon. Yep, yes. if you're looking for therapy services. And I'm Jacqueline Curry on Psychology Today. So you do provide independent yes. uh, therapy services. Absolutely. Okay. So if you need to get checked out. Yeah, Why y'all talking to me about my sex addiction? I'm going to do that one. <laughs> I'm going to do that one. Well, we will give a referral. Yeah. Because I, I can refer you out. Yes, I can refer you out. I'm comfortable talking about No, because, we've, because of the you know situation and circumstances in which we've met and such things, yeah. I wouldn't How feel comfortable ethically. Thank you. Yeah. Ah! Thank you, <laughs> No, really. Hey, she already did it. Ah, Smooth but, with but, it. Ah, this, this is the but, problem but, with the black community. And I'm taking them. We just said no, we give you a referral. We're we gonna um, refer you to somebody. We are black. helping you. That's black. Okay, well yes. listen, because but this is the thing. You have to feel comfortable when you talk. Absolutely. And I, I feel comfortable that's, talking to you guys. That, that's how I like talking to you because you challenge me. Because I'm direct. Me. Yeah, you challenge me in a debate, and I really like to have Did a Did I challenge you? No, I can tell you that you can. We didn't really go back to anything. Before you before you go in on her. Where are you from? I'm from Chicago. Chicago. I can hear it. It comes in and out. I said R. Kelly was outside my high school. Yeah. It get a little it get a little hood, then it come back. You know, laundry. Yeah. The people closest to me is like, you know you go up and down. Yeah, you do. That's a lot of things. My accent even changes. It does. You get a little country too. So you have some country. Okay. So I grew up on the south side of Chicago. However, I was in private school until I was in eighth grade. Then I was booted pulled out of private school. All right, and then pushed into public school. Okay. Where I went to Kenwood, and so I feel like there's a balance there. It, I can hear um, it. I believe I pull when necessary from each place, mm -hmm. and it's not intentional. But fortunately yeah. for me, I just feel well rounded, and then happen. I can survive in different type of atmospheres Absolutely. and have different kind of conversations. And not only that, the bass in your voice. You're strong. Okay, I like my bass. Are you strong? No, no, I don't mind the bass. I used to when I, I was younger. Really? Yeah, I had, I had to bring it, it up. The, the bass is nice, and, and, and okay. it kind of makes everything you say stick. Did Beyonce help you with that? Right, right. Beyonce. No, she, she doesn't help me with too much. No? <laughs> you could probably do a uh, Beyonce that's first a, That's session. a hard You're take right there. You might lose um, some fans over No, there. but I used to do improv. Oh, really? I used to do improv comedy. I'm, I'm pretty sure if you tried to impersonate Beyonce, you got it. Okay, well, listen. We're going to have to talk on it's the nice. platform that you're not going to share. So we can get you to open up. Right. I am open. Damien, am I open? You're open uh, but conservative. You why do I have to change my, my behavior Come on to in, bro. appease individuals? I like it. Oh, man. <laughs> you look good. I love it. Uh, if you like it, I love it. Oh, I absolutely yeah. love it, actually. So tell the people where they can find you. Oh, <laughs> on Instagram is Jackie, J-A-C-K-E-E-C-U-R-R. -E -E okay. That's Instagram. Yours? Damien Dash is spelled D-A-M-I-O-N. That's my government, but on my Instagram and IG, it's Dane. What? Yeah, on, on Instagram and Facebook, it's T O N, not I O N. The hand slap. That's what I was saying. Well, on Facebook and IG, I'm Damien, and it's spelled D A M E O N underscore dash on IG. Um, and on Facebook, it says Damien Dash. That's scary, brother. I got the, 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 the nickname Dash. They, they, they just call me Dash, so I, I couldn't. I, could, I couldn't. So why they misspell the, the misspelling of the name? Because they they either call me Dash or they'll call me Dane, and that's mm -hmm. speakers. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that's uh, D-A-M-E. So, okay. some people call me Dash. So I was confident with that. That's, I'm not going to get my Facebook because that's more of my government name. I put it on the fly. Okay. So, my Facebook <laughs> name is Jacqueline, J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E, F dot C-U-R-R-I-E. Okay. The only thing I won't give out is the social. Let me see. What the F stand for? Francis. Oh. Jacqueline Francis. Oh, oh Francis. Shit, I should have said that. Oh, yeah, you got to get it Well, I got some friends from college. No, I don't need to lie about it. I love my damn name. <laughs> like a woman of the cabinet. <laughs> political name. I could be a political wife. Front. Jacqueline Francis. Jacqueline Francis. It's oh, totally yeah. acceptable. That's mm-hmm. definitely a Michelle Obama. Well, my mother told me she gave us all basic known names on purpose. There's a Jacqueline, Christopher, Michael, Nicole. That's all our names. Oh, my well, name's Sean Clavis. That's why that's a problem. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I well, I you can be anything you want on a resume. My mom said I was a devil when well, she was pregnant with me, so that's why she called me Danny. Oh my god. I gave up like a lot of problems. When she was wow. yeah. But you were up in the church. He's a devil for real. Oh. She yeah. didn't believe in speaking your name into existence. Why y'all is logo black and red? Huh? We like to use black and red, now we do, son. We do, no, but he uh, like, Diddy, we don't get down with the devil, so don't start to push that stuff on us. <laughs> why did you choose those colors? Because I like red. Damien. That's why yeah. you <laughs> My favorite color is red. Is that your favorite <laughs> yeah. color? My favorite color. Oh. I'm not a blood or anything, I just like red. It looks all right on you. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. We're going to do our outro? Okay, go ahead. So, you can follow Couch Talk on um, Facebook. Our group goes by the name of Couch Talk. One word, podcast, two words, all right? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at the only Sasha J, And you can also follow my new page, Sasha Sexy Stories, which will be dropping for you on February 14th. Of course, Valentine's Day. I'll be all dressed up in red or black or pink or something sexy. And you'll be able to hear amazing stories by yours truly, or actually from our followers. And I'll be reading them back to you in my sexiest voice. You can follow that on Instagram at Sasha's underscore XSX. <laughs> now listen, you know you can always find me at Sean Q Picks on everything. I don't have all that extra stuff. It's one thing for everything. Sean Q Picks. It's like I got one thing for everything. Sean Q Picks, man. And listen, thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of Couch Talk Podcast. We have the couch. Sir, we can't be y'all. Thank y'all for allowing us in y'all. Y'all domain. Now we're really on the couch. Now we're really on the couch. Okay, now listen. Bruh. Bruh, you really, um...